Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Kara. And this is Mimosas with Hermosa podcast. We're glad you're here. Cheers. Cheers. We're here. We're back, finally. We did it. Three weeks off. Was it three weeks? I don't know. It it felt like a long time. <laughs> it felt like I haven't seen you in 82 years. I know, right? Y'all, she looks great, just to let you know. <laughs> You're far too kind, because this is not my best. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of the first days I came over here, you were warning me. I think you said, I, I don't look well. And that's not a Texas thing to say, but I was cracking up because that was no one's ever explained the way that they look in such a way as that. Um, so I was in the grocery store and I saw a man throwing milk and cheese all around. And I looked at him and thought, how dare he? Ma'am. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> You didn't even prep me that you were going to tell me a joke. I thought this was a legitimate story. Did I tell you that? Well, welcome to Mimosas with Hermosa. Here we are. We're finally back. And I'm so glad to be here. We have so much to talk about. But let's begin by talking about why we've not been here. Yeah. Um, Apparently, um, I have a stalker that um, was tracking to make sure I was well enough to do the podcast <laughs> feigning for for more podcasts my friend uh ended up binging all of our episodes and she lives in the same town as Bailey and so she got done with the last episode and she's like um I drove past Bailey's house today she was outside in her yard I think she's well enough to record another podcast Mind you, it was probably either my mom out in the yard or I was just trying to, like, get some fresh air. (laughs) It was probably just sitting on the porch. (laughs) And tell everyone why you couldn't be outside or why you had to sit on the porch or needed fresh air. What was going on in the life of Bailey? Yeah, so Bailey had a nice um, couple operations done um, a couple weeks ago, and those operations inhibited any like speaking hearing anything that um we do here at this podcast all the things all the things I didn't even really eat so that took that part out of it too um so yeah um I had some surgery on literally my ears nose and throat um this has been a long time coming um there's been a lot of issues that just First, I didn't even know were that bad of issues because I guess I've been compensating for so long. But in the words of my surgeon, he said it was a war zone in there. So <laughs> here we are, post war. <laughs> I'm so glad you did it because I can already tell just by the like ten minutes we had before this that you're like Lisa on life is different. You're happier. You seem more comfortable. Not that you weren't before, because there's so much about this story that we're going to cover that I didn't know. Um, but it just, I don't know, you just look happier. Yeah, I think it's all the oxygen I'm actually getting to my brain. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so 
ago did you begin to have issues? Well, let's just start out with, yeah, you go, go, tell the story. Okay, okay, everybody's just brace yourselves for the medical history of Bailey Palmer. Pretty sure this goes against HIPAA and whatever else, but here we are. (laughs) Um, So when I was about 12, I was getting sick a lot and not just like sniffle sick, like strep and it was so bad that my tonsils would swell and rub against each other, which is not a normal thing um, or a very comfortable thing. So I had, I think it was seven rounds of strep in one year. So we got to the point of like, we got to get this taken care of. Now at the same time, I couldn't shower or swim or anything involving water that got in my ears because I would have instant ear infections. Um, So I had to wear like wax plugs in the shower. Um, Anytime I like went to the hair salon, I had to let them know like not to get water in my ears. Um, All these things are not normal. So we had to get um, an appointment with an ENT. Um, This was when I was 12. So about 15 years ago, which that also kills my heart because I can't be that old. But um So we went to the ENT and she said, yeah, we got to get your tonsils out. That'll fix the ears. That'll fix the sickness. Okay. So I went in and had what I thought was a tonsillectomy um, and went about living my life. Then a couple years down the road, I was still having trouble getting air. Like I was breathing, but I was breathing through my mouth and then I was in sports at the time and I just... I wasn't excelling like I just I was winded and I was I was heavier but I was in shape and I shouldn't have been winded as fast as I was and it was just a big struggle so we went back to the ENT and she found I had a really bad deviated septum (laughs) and the the septum was smashed against the left side she tried to send a scope up my left side and it didn't even make it past like my nostril it was so smashed um, she said she never seen anything like it, which is a very common theme that you'll hear in this podcast because One of every, every doctor I've had has said something like, I've never seen anything like this. This is in crazy, whatever. So basically a medical phenomenon, which is, I don't what know. a gift it is to know <laughs> and love you. I don't know if I'm proud of this or not, but, um, <laughs> we're so going to put on the resume. <laughs> Yeah, it is at the bottom. Medical marvel. <laughs> um, so get the septum fixed and it was miserable. Black eyes, like didn't want to, it was it was miserable. So, anyways, we get through that and I go about my life and I go to my first career, which I've mentioned I traveled a lot for. I was on a plane once, if not twice a week, and I was just my ears were struggling and I've always had issues because I lived in the mountains. So anytime we like went to higher elevation or traveled or anything, like my mom would say, okay, we're about to like high altitude. Your ears are going to pop. Not knowing what ear popping was, it turns out I've never, my ears have never popped. So they, they basically just go to the point of about to pop where it's like full of pressure and they just stay there. Okay, wait. I've had this happen to me on a flight before. That was the worst pain. And I've had three kids, but like not being able to pop your ears, that killed me. 
keep them on flights all the time so that it doesn't happen to them and it happens to you every time not only every time but like that's my daily life so anytime like I would yawn or anytime like basically like I would stand up I would just have this full pressure and so I learned to compensate with it and so it got really bad obviously when I worked for Angus because I was on the plane all the time and it got so bad like I didn't know what was going on because I never had my ears pop so how would I know that my ears weren't popping if I've never really figured out what that was so I was getting these headaches from all this pressure and they would like knock down drag out headaches like I couldn't go to work I had to lay in a dark room like I I couldn't do it so I scheduled an appointment with a neurologist because me thinking headaches equals neurologist (laughs) I uh scheduled an appointment with a neurologist and it was one of the in most interesting experiences of my life probably one I'm scared because for some reason neurologist just sounds scary I it don't does. know <laughs> like there's something about the word neurologist that's like okay well let's not web MD any of this because it's definitely a brain tumor for sure Oof. and um so I go in and I'm you know I'm pretty young I'm by myself <coughs> pretty intense and the guy walks in and he looks me dead in the eye and then he looks me up and down he looks at my chart and he said so you come in for headaches and I said yeah and I said and I gave him all the information I said it's every time I fly it's extremely bad um anytime I have a change in altitude it's really bad um you know allergies all this like I was giving him all the symptoms and he just said you need to lose weight And at this point, I was probably even like 50 pounds lighter than I am now. I was working out every day. Like I was eating well. Like as a whole, I was healthy except for whatever was going on in my head. And so when he said that, I, I didn't know what to do because like, one, he's a doctor. So like he should know. Two, he's a neurologist. Like okay and so then you kind of I left defeated because he didn't even like offer any scans he didn't look at my ears he didn't look at my eyes he didn't do anything he looked at me he looked at my chart saw the weight and said I needed to lose weight tell me what year this was this was five years ago wow okay So, and not to like have a pity party, like I was overweight, but I wasn't morbidly obese. Like I wasn't unhealthy. Like if I walked in a room, you wouldn't say, holy crap, that girl needs help. It's like a, okay, that's Bailey, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so that was, I don't know. It was, it was weird. And so I took what he said to heart because like, he's a neurologist. He should know like what's going on. And so I was like, okay. So he put me on a diet plan and I followed it and nothing helped. And so I kind of just lost hope on all of it. I just decided like this was a part of my life. It's been a part of my life forever. Like I've always had these ear issues, head issues, whatever. Like it's just part of life. And he gave me a medication. He said, when the headaches get really bad, just take this. So he gave me medication and I was like, well, here we go. So then five years later, well, not even five years. This was 2019. 
I woke up 103 degree fever, sweating, and I could not swallow. And I was like, what in the heck is going on? So I texted my mom because I couldn't even speak. And I said, I got to go to urgent care. I don't know what's going on. I'll keep you updated. So I was driving to town, which retrospect, I probably shouldn't have done. Um, imagine that that wouldn't <laughs> be your best decision. <laughs> so I drove to town. This was pre-COVID. This was before COVID was even like a term in the human language. Okay. So I go and I go to urgent care. And the doctor says, well, we're going to test you for everything because your fever is really high. And I said, yeah, I'm aware. So tested for everything, came back clean, no strep, no flu, no nothing. And I was like, what do I do? He's like, well, like it, it could be one of two things. It could be, and mind you, in the back of my throat was the grossest thing you've ever seen in your life. But he's like, it could be mono. Or it could be a tonsil abscess. And I said, a tonsil abscess? I got my tonsils out. He's like, well, sometimes, like, a little parts grow back. Or sometimes, like, a little sliver is left behind. And that's probably what just abscess. So I'm like, <laughs> um, okay. So I go home. He gave me, like, four or five medications. Took me, like, three or four days to recover. It took it a long time for the swelling to go down and everything. And by the time, like, I was ready to, like, go get it checked out, here comes COVID. Oh, my gosh, of course. Okay. So, of course, like, I'm not going to go to the doctor's office for a tonsil that may or may not be there that only hurt me once. Like, I, no thank you. Right. So then, fast forward to now. So, back in... November, I actually hired a nutritionist, which this is going to open a whole Pandora's box, but I hired a nutritionist because one, I needed to lose weight, but two, like, again, Pandora's box, but like, I never learned how to eat well or like, you know, anything about food necessarily. And so like, I just decided, you know, I'm 27. I want to take care of myself. I want to learn. I don't want to go on like Weight Watchers or Nutrisystem. I've done all that. I want to hire a professional to teach me how to eat because the problem with food is it's not like alcohol where, you know, you can go to meetings and quit and do all that. You need it to live. So I wanted to get that education. So I hired a nutritionist and I started seeing results and I started feeling better. And I was like, okay, I've got my confidence back a little bit. Like, let's go get myself checked out, figure out, because I was still having the ear problems, still having the tonsil, like stuff was going on. And I was like, I just want to feel good. (laughs) Like, that's all I want to do. And so I found good for so long. I'm sure it's normal to you, but. Yeah, that was my you had to know that this wasn't normal. For sure. And like I was losing hearing, like I couldn't hear my friends talk to me. And like, I was just kind of not going downhill, but I wasn't getting any better with working out and eating right. So obviously something else is going on. Um, so I got an appointment. And I walked in, of course, like you're super anxious because you have to get weighed. And then the nurse asks you 100,000 questions, like, have you lost weight recently? Have you put on weight? And you're just like, oh, my gosh, it's coming. Like, here we go. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I've been and down. 
the doctor walks in and immediately I knew like I was going to be taken care of. And not because like he was a soft teddy bear, but he was like a, like a, I don't know how to explain business. And like his business was to take care of people. And, um, so I, I sit there and I go through my symptoms and I go through like all the surgeries I've already had and all this. And, you know, he's listening very intently. Meanwhile, you know, he's poking and prodding. He's looking in my ears, my nose, my throat, all of that. While I'm giving him all this history. And he sits down and he looks me dead in the eye. And I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, gosh, here it comes. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be fixed. I just, I'm, I'm too far gone. And he's like, nope. I, uh, I see three things that are going on. And it'll solve all of your problems. And I was like, oh, that's a big promise. Okay. <laughs> he said, I don't know what the heck your surgeon did, but she left a tonsil. And I was like, excuse me? Like I paid to have my tonsils got a tonsil? Yeah. Yep. He's like, this isn't one of those things where like it grew back. Like that is your original given to you in the womb tonsil. And I was like, the whole thing? He's like, I'm not sure. Might be like half, but that's definitely your tonsil. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. All right. So what does that mean? And he's like, well, I can take that out. He's like, I'm a little hesitant because like the older you get, the harder recovery is. And it's only giving you a fit once. But I can take it out because there's other surgeries we need to talk about, too. And I was like, excuse me? And he said, yeah, your ear pressure, your eustachian tubes, which is in your middle ear, which drains basically all the fluid out of your ear, those are blocked or too small. And so none of that fluid is leaving. He said, I look in your ear and it looks like a swimming pool. It's just full of fluid all the time. I'm like, oh, okay that's nice more sense now yeah and I had a hearing test um my left ear was basically completely shot and in the hearing test they do a pressure test to see how your eardrum bounces back my left drum eardrum was so suctioned in from all the fluid that it wasn't even vibrating back (laughs) wow yeah so like you see my little chart and like my right ear there's like a little peak of pressure not enough but like it bounced back my left ear completely flatlined dead dead yep so he's like i can fix that he's like it's honestly one of the easiest procedures i go into your tubes and i basically just rebuild them um open them up and like that fluid's gonna drain and it'll be a constant drain i was like send it just do it and then he's like, but there's one more. I said, okay. <laughs> he's like, because at this point, I'm still a mouth breather. Like, I had my septum fixed. I should be getting airflow through my nose, and I'm not. Well, most patients who get a septoplasty are supposed to get their turbinates, which are like, I don't know, some kind of vessel in your nose. Some person who's medically inclined is going to think I'm an idiot, but something in your nose. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> But anyways, they're too, they were too big. And so basically they were just taking up extra space in my nose and no airflow was going in. So yeah, everything was straight and everything was good, but I'm still not getting airflow. And he said, I can go in and basically just cut all of that crap out. I said, let's do it. So 
I said, well, let me think about it because like financially it's a big investment, you know, it is your deductible. And I don't know. I, I was like, is it worth recovery and missing work and all of that? And so I called my mom and dad. And the first thing they said is, can you schedule it next week? <laughs> I was like, what? They're like, we didn't know how severe all of this was. And we can't imagine like how much your quality of life is going to improve. One, you can breathe. Two, you can hear. Not having headaches, not having pressure. Like your workouts are going to be better. Your, you know, ability to hold a conversation is going to be better. Like think of all the quality of life you're going to have if you get this fixed. And I was like, okay. So I scheduled the first available surgery and recovery was terrible. Um, it was rough. He, um, he came out after surgery and he said that was all way worse than I expected. Um, he's like, I've never done all three of those repairs at once. I wasn't entirely sure how it was going to go. Um, he thinks the tonsil, there's actually part of my right tonsil also in there, but it was so small. He didn't want to cut it out, but he thinks my last surgeon did a tonsillotomy, which is not a common thing where they basically just cut out the outer lobe and leave the middle. Why? I don't know. Cause I was told I had a tonsillectomy, but here we are. Um, but yeah, so I had my, I demand a recount on Bailey's surgeries. Dude, I know. I told my mom, I said, can we go find this lady and do like malpractice or some kind of lawsuit to pay for this one? And she's like, well, I think she retired a long time ago. I said, she should have retired 15 years ago. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, I had my one week checkup and he, uh, he came in and he's like, I was worried about you all weekend. He's like, that was the wildest thing I've ever seen. I said, if you could, if you could pay me for the amount of times I've had that told about me. <laughs> but maybe it ends here as far as health standpoint. I hope so. I really hope so. I, I woke up and I was obviously in a lot of pain, but my ears were open for the first time ever. I had no pressure in my ears immediately after surgery. And I knew I made the right call. Okay, so you can now hear, you can stand up out of a chair or off a couch um, without pain. You can yep. through your nose. And yeah, I don't snore anymore. That's a weird uh, phenomenon. Okay. Um, you obviously feel like your quality of life has improved. Yes. Absolutely. So give me a rundown on what lessons we've learned from saying yes to this huge unforeseen surgery. Yep. So I think the lessons start back when I hired a nutritionist um, because that's what kickstarted all this. You know, I was taking care of myself and the only way to keep taking care of yourself is to fix the issues that you can't help. Um, And so Um, my nutritionist basically saved my life and that sounds extreme, but it's the honest to God truth. Um, she just encouraged like, you know, if if it's bothering you, go get checked out. Yeah. You have that bad experience with that doctor. And, and that's not the first time something like that has happened to me. You know, I I've been told numerous times that like my symptoms are because of my weight and then years down the road, it wasn't. And so you know, it's kind of a trauma that I carry with me, but now it's like, 
I should have just found a different doctor. I should have like sought after the answers, but I wasn't strong enough as a person to let my pride get another hit. So I just suffered. And that is the worst thing you could do. Um, But like, I was nervous to even hire a nutritionist because they're expensive. Um, And it's, I would call it a luxury. Um, And, you know, a lot of people that surround me, you know, anytime I do something, I don't know, expensive or what seems to be a luxury or something, there's always kind of like that passive aggressive, like, oh, it must be nice. Or, oh, like you're big money. It's like, no, like I actually sold my trailer bar so I could pay for this. Like I sold, you know, part of a company that I started so I could pay for this because I want that quality of life. So it really all started back then. And then like going into like those doctor's appointments so nervous that I'm going to be, you know, shut down because of something that like I know is a problem. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I'm like thin and healthy. Like how could they blame my weight? My weight is an issue, but because I went to fix that first, I got the confidence to go fix the rest of it. And it's like, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back though to the trailer situation. And and you told me this before and it just clicked right before you said it, but you told me originally that the day that you sold your, um, what do we call it? Like a liquor trailer? Yeah. Like a trailer bar. bar. Yep. Yeah. So cute by the way. And I know that you you built it with your own hands with your cousin, right? Yep. He came down here and helped you build your trailer. And so this was a super cool business idea to go along with your event coordinating. And so you could take the, the crazy cow. That was the name of the trailer, wherever you went that they would have the trailer that they needed the trailer and then also you could rent it out for other other things um I know a few things that you rented it out for it was an awesome idea and so you you told me though that the day that you sold the crazy cow is when you put the money down for a nutritionist and that that was the reason why you sold the crazy cow is because you had made a decision that you were going to to um put your health and your self maybe above other things that had been higher than that in the past is that right 100 percent. and it was it was a secret decision this is the first time that anybody in the public has heard about it not that I'm like ashamed of it like I want to advertise my nutrition company I want to promote them whatever but it was one of those things that like I needed a very small group of people to know and those people were going to hold me accountable But they were also going to support me. And I didn't want outsiders to know because I was afraid of the, well, it must be nice. And that's such a stupid reason to hide something like that. Like, I'm not going to get on Instagram and be like, okay, everybody, like, hey, um, I hired a nutritionist. Um, Follow along for my journey. Because that's not, that's just not who I am. Right. But... I do want to be an advocate for those people that are struggling with nutrition or struggling with some type of health issue or not even health. Like if you want to go get Botox or whatever, like I want to be an advocate for do what's going to improve your quality of life. Yes. Make the decision for you. 
So, obviously, in this situation, it's health, but we could also apply this in a lot of different facets across our life. So, self-help is a huge term right now, and it has been for several years, but a lot of times, I think we think, we as women, for sure, we say, oh, today's going to be a self-help day, and it's like wine at two o'clock we're gonna have a pedicure and we're gonna take a long hot bath and if that's your definition of self-help and you feel like um self-help that's not what I'm trying to say um (laughs) self-love self-love yes if that is your definition of self-care and self-love then so be it if you feel like that will improve your quality of life and that you'll be a better person tomorrow because it is the decisions you made today then have at it. But sometimes self-care and self-love is something much bigger, much more costly. Um, Like maybe selling something that you've made with your own hands and built with your blood, sweat and tears so that you could then sweat a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) And breathe. (laughs) And breathe and get a life-changing surgery that you didn't know you needed and see a specialist that you were afraid to see. And make a decision that you never thought you'd have to make. Um, But also we could say self-care could be what? Taking a girl's trip, um, taking a day off from work and getting things done around your house. Um, What else? What else? I mean, like, look at your trip. Like you've taken a few trips in the last, I don't know, two, three months. Like, obviously, the Holy Land is the the big one, literally. Oh, but, like, absolutely. like just going on a trip with the girls to Austin, going with your husband to see a comedian. Like, that's so cool. And when you yes. walked in today, not that you're a bad person. You're one of the best people. But, like, you were airy, I guess. And, like, just happy to be here because, like, you took that trip. You went on, like, you dropped your kids off and took that time. Yes. And before the trip, it was like, oh, is this a good time? And like all week last week, it was, okay, we've got this happening on Saturday. We've got this happening on Saturday. Here's something else that's happening on Saturday that we're going to have to miss. Oh, shoot. It's a big Sunday at church. I'm going to have to miss that. If I go on this trip, maybe we shouldn't go on this trip. And like three and four times throughout last week, it was, okay, it's just a two-night stay in Austin. Like we could reschedule this for another time. And I told Mitchell over and over again, like, if we don't go on this now, it'll never happen. There's always going to be something. So we will leave late on Saturday afternoon and we will, you know, get there when we get there. But we're going to have a good time. We're going to get there. We're going to make sure the list is cleared off and everybody's free. The kids are taken care of. We're going to spend probably more money than we need to. But that's just what we do when we finally get away without kids. Um, And I think we both came home rejuvenated, ready to tackle the kids again and t-ball and work and church and all the things um so that made my quality of life and Mitchell's quality of life much better in my opinion um and that was just that was a more costly decision than just taking a hot bath with a candle lit but even that could be something that's considered a better decision for you and, and for the person that you are tomorrow or even later today Oh, for sure. And it's, it's such a weird time to be alive. And I don't know if it's like a generational thing. I don't, I don't know what's going on. It just, it feels weird all the time. Um, But like my parents, 
you know, they instilled the work ethic. They have the work ethic. My dad and my mom are the hardest working people I've ever met. So like me growing up, like we talked about this in a few podcasts is like, okay, what's the next step? What do I need to work for? What do I need to achieve next? What do I need to do next? And that's a great attitude, a large percentage of the time, but the rest of it, you got to take care of yourself. I mean, ideally you're a machine. And if you don't change the oil, if you don't grease the tires, if you don't, you know, do all the maintenance stuff, you're not going to run for very long. And so like, if going on a trip to Austin is what you and your husband need and you think you're going to have mom guilt, think of like how much better of a mom you're going to be and how much more present you're going to be able to be after a trip like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for you, your life-changing self-help was going to the doctor, getting a second opinion and saying yes to improving your life. For me, it was an Israel trip that absolutely transformed my life um, for the better. Yours too. Give me a list of three things. Small things. Let's go small. Very small. Easily simple. Things that are self-help or self-care to you. Okay. Very, very small. Very small. Very small. Um, walking with my dog. Okay. I'm going to ad lib because before all this, I never had the energy or want to walk my dog. So I honestly think my dog was depressed. And if you've ever met my dog, she has more energy than she should ever possibly have. But like, I would get home from work and I was exhausted. Like I worked the same amount of hours as everybody else. I did all the stuff. I just wasn't getting air. And so like, I was literally exhausted the moment I got home or I would have a headache or whatever. And so like, I put my dog on the back burner, which some people are going to come at me for treating my dog like a human, but she is my, is my person basically. She is a human. (laughs) She is, she's my whole world right now. And so like, you know, I'd get home and she'd be excited to see me. And then I'd just like plop down on the couch or whatever. And she would just slay with me and just be depressed. And now like we have a routine. I come home, I change my clothes, I get her leash, we go for a walk. Um, you know, we see people in the neighborhood, like it's just a totally different vibe. And it's, even if I'd walked like, I don't know, half a mile, I still come back. Phoebe's excited. I'm excited. And we get stuff done at home after. And like, I never had that before. Right. And so that, feeds into everything that feeds into weight management that feeds into like self-care that feeds into like wanting to eat good food because you just had a good walk like it all anyways I just rambled but walking my dog (laughs) got it okay walking the dog um I love my Sunday routine I probably should go to church more but this is kind of my church um I go to the grocery store very early on Sunday mornings because nobody is there. Um, And I get all my groceries and I plan out all my meals for the week. And I'm excited because like they're different meals than last week. And it's just, I I love it. And then after um, I grocery shop, I fill up my tank at the Kroger pump because I have points. So it's cheaper. Wow. And And then I go get a car wash and it sounds so stupid. But, like, when my car is washed and I'm headed home after a great grocery run and then I have the rest of my Sunday to, like, 
do all the things I want to do. It's just like this very big aha moment for yeah. me. Yeah. And I love it. Um, and then probably getting my toes done. I used to get my nails done. Turns out I have some form of eczema that prohibits that. So I get my toes done. Very peaceful for me. I used to scroll on my phone while I got my toes done. Now I read. And that was that was a game changer too, is like reading more. What are you um, reading? Like, um, right now I'm reading a book. It's called Atomic Habits. Um, kind of feeds into the whole nutrition thing, whatever. But it's a really good book about like, there's no good or bad things that you do. You just, to be more productive, you have to build a habit. It's not that you're lazy or anything. You just, you have to get in the habit of doing these things. Anyways. It's a great book. Highly recommend. I would sell it to anybody if I could. Great book. Okay. So, yeah. No. Okay. So, reading. what are your three things? Walking with a dog and Sunday routine. I love it. I love it. Mine. <clears throat> I love a good walk, but I need it to be very sunny. That's In fact, fair. let's just simplify this a little bit for me. I've found that if I sit in a specific spot in my yard with my feet up on my fire pit facing directly into the sun, it is the most healing thing for me because I close my eyes. The sun is pouring down on me. I got a crazy sunburn from doing this for an hour and a half. I was listening to the the speech that I gave at church. So I was re-listening to make sure that I wasn't a buffoon on stage, but um, (laughs) So it lasted an hour and a half, the entire service with music. I didn't talk that long. Okay. Only an hour. (laughs) Anyway. So, um, I sit there in this chair with my feet up on the fire pit and I can hear my kids in the background. I can hear my dogs all around me, like at my feet waiting for me to get up because they're super excited. And, um, I don't know that sitting there, I can even like sit in my car sometimes when, when work is nuts. I'll go sit in my car and I'll open the thing that isn't the actual sunroof, but like the shade over the sunroof. Mm -hmm. And I'll just let the sun pour in and sit there in the quiet. And that is changes my mindset on the day. I often say that I wish that I could move my desk outside so that I could just be more at peace, but it would bother me that my papers were blowing everywhere and it would bother me (laughs) that my hair was in my eyes. But Anyway, so basically like sitting in the sun, in any form of the sun would definitely be healing for me, self-care, self-love. So that can be walking, running, sitting anywhere. Um, This kind of goes along with it, but mowing my grass, we've talked about this on a past episode. I can solve the world's problems on the back of my lawnmower and I'm a stickler about straight lines and I just really get my kicks off of really straight lawnmower lines and I get done and it's, it's like sunset when I'm done and I have to take a picture of the lines so that I, whenever it's not time to mow, I can like look back on my picture of my straight lines and be proud that I mowed in such straight lines. So that's healing for me. So mowing in the sun, sitting in the sun, we're, we're, we're in a lot of sun here. Um, what else could I say? Pedicures are definitely up there for me. 
But I don't think I'd put them on that list of the top three things. I love the sound of my kids' laughter, belly laughs. I'm big on belly laughs. And so as long as they're not, you know, risking their safety or talking smack as a way that they're belly laughing, it's that's pretty healing for me too. So that can be done in the comfort of my home with all of my people, but um, they're just goofy. They're goofy right now. They're, they want to talk about butts and farts and toots and booties and all that. And so that, I think those all things are funny too. So when they start talking about it, I start laughing, everybody's laughing and that's healing for me too. So I think I would say those three lawn mowing, belly laughs, and sitting in the sun. Okay, I'm going to ask you a a question. Go. What is like one thing that you haven't done that you know you should to take care of yourself? Oh, do we want to talk about me walking in the door this afternoon? (laughs) I think we should. Is that what you're getting at? That was like such a aha, I keep saying aha moment. I need a new term. That was such like a big moment because you walked in and the moment you said it, I was like, this is what we're talking about today. Yeah. I've been told this so many times. I get headaches all the time. And I had a headache yesterday afternoon. I've had a headache all day today. I haven't quite found the trigger. Um, I also hadn't eaten much today and I didn't, I only juiced yesterday. Don't please don't tell your nutritionist. Um, so I, I think it might have something to do with hunger maybe, but I get them a lot and, and even on days when I do eat. And so maybe there's different triggers. That's not just one, but it is something that I should pursue medical attention on. And so maybe you will inspire me. Maybe you've already inspired me and I'm going <laughs> to figure out why I'm getting headaches all the time. Yeah, it's, I have so much empathy for people struggling with some sort of illness. And like mine was fairly minor compared to all the stuff that's out in the world. And I get that. And I'm fully aware of that. But like something so small as like having your ears pop, how it can change your life. Just like imagine not having headaches and all the stuff you'd want to do with a clear head. Yeah, exactly. I also think that one thing I should do more of, and I have to change my mindset on this because I think we're conditioned as I'm going to say women, but I think it's everybody that like more workouts, tougher workouts are better. And a lot of times if I don't have time for a workout, if I don't have enough energy, I'll just say, okay, I'm just not going to do it today. And I've just told you at dinner, like, I, I feel like I haven't worked out in over a month. I think I have a couple times in there, but I'm sad. Um, and so I think my brain to, and I say this to my friends, but then sometimes it's like, I don't take it to heart, but movement of any kind is good. Like I have an office job, I sit at a computer. And so movement of any kind, making movement of any kind of priority is better than not doing anything. And so even if all I can do is out and walk for 30 minutes around the park or down the county road or yard, if all I can do is walk, and even if my kids are with me and I can't walk as fast as I want to, 
I'm not only moving for myself, but I'm moving for my kids too. They're moving too. We're not stuck inside on a screen or something. Um, so I think that that's something that I'm going to have to make more of a self-care priority because that is in the sun most of the time, walking or running in the sun, and movement makes me feel better. So even just making that tiny decision that each day I'm going to move a little bit more is could be huge for me. Yeah, that's definitely something, one, like, in this nutrition program that I'm doing, and I think I'm going to tag them on our post because, like, I just, I cannot thank them enough for all that they've done. But um, something that they, you know, we have a weekly meeting with all of the people in their group and stuff, and it's kind of like group therapy, and I love it. But something that they said, too, is, like, don't think about how much it's going to take away from you. Think about how much it's going to give you. It's a little of your life. Yeah. So, like, yeah, is surgery expensive? Yes, but look at what it's given me is, and I keep going back to this example because like it could be something as small as Botox or something as small as a buying a brand new comforter for your house or buying new photo frames for your house. Like whatever it is, like, I'm not saying like go blow all your money and be stupid. Like I'm, that's the worst advice I could give, but like if it's in your means and it's going to make you happy why wouldn't you do it? Like, yeah, it's going to be some money out of your pocket. It's going to be some time out of your day. It's going to be challenging to lift those weights. But then after, look at all the stuff that you're going to gain from it. Like, you're happy to walk into your house every day and see those pictures. You um, are excited to make your bed every day because you have this beautiful comforter. Um, Or, you know, you're excited to go for your afternoon walk because you don't have a headache anymore and you're going to get the sunshine and hang out with your kids. Like there's so many things in this life that I think a lot of us take for granted. Yeah. And I, you know, like we, and I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's a world thing. I don't know what it is, but I feel like we've gotten really lazy in doing the things that make us happy. Like I think we're so busy doing the stuff that, is necessary like and I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow that's also terrible advice but like you know we're so consumed with our work well like your work is supposed to be a part of your life not your whole life so like once you're off the clock the world will keep turning if you don't answer that email the world will keep turning if you don't answer that phone call after hours I get it I was client service for so long I totally get it but that 30 minute phone call that you take from work is 30 minutes that you're taking away or your dog or your cat or your fish. I don't know what you have, Yeah, but anything that's taking your time needs to be worthy of your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I feel about 10 feet tall on my little soapbox right here. Right you now. should feel that tall. So this is a good one. I know. I'm so motivated to get out and move. Yeah. I even if it's stupid stuff like going to the bathroom that's further away from your desk or going to talk to a coworker instead of sending him a teens message because that's an extra forty five steps that you're gonna get. Like I'm not saying you need to go run a marathon, but if you feel better after you move, find ways to move. If you yeah. feel better taking a nap schedule a 20 minute nap every day like there's gotta be a way yeah nap. 
dude, I'm a napper. I was not a napper in college. I am a napper now. I mean, I'm always down for a nap. I nap really well in the car. Same. The car, the couch. For some reason, the best sleep I ever get is on the couch. And then I go right to bed after, like if I fell asleep. Not as good. I'm going to get on that schedule nap thing. My (laughs) kids are like, "Uh, no, you're not, lady. You're not. Do it. Even if it's like 10 minutes of like turning off your phone and sitting in a quiet room, even if you don't fall asleep, if it makes you happy, do it. I love it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Going to do it. Yeah, make a list. And that's the thing, too, is, like, something that I struggle with. And I think it's that, let's just intertwine all of our podcast episodes. Here we go. I don't know if it's, it's like, my type three showing or whatever. But, like, when I get my mind motivated to do stuff, I want to do it in the biggest scale possible because that equals achievement. Yeah. But it's not. Like, I don't need to go for a 10-mile walk. One, I'm not in shape for that. So I'm going to do more damage than good. But, like, I could go for a two- or three-mile walk. And feel fine. And feel great and get just as many benefits, just as much sunshine, just as much time with my dog. I mean, just start small. If you like pedicures and you haven't been getting pedicures because of X, Y, Z, okay, say it's costs. If you go out to lunch or dinners a lot, maybe don't go out to dinner twice and then boom you have money for a pedicure and then you're happy I love this everything sounds so within reach it is and that's the craziest thing and I keep saying this nutrition has changed my life but like it is in reach like and that's the thing too is like you got to start small because if you start too big you're gonna fail and you're gonna get discouraged it's just like anything dieting working out relationships whatever if you go into a relationship thinking that you're going to marry this person, you're setting it up for failure because you're so worried about the end goal. You don't enjoy the journey. Right. Same thing with everything. And I'm, I'm, really, whew, I'm really on a soapbox right now. Um, you know, she started small with me. I didn't eat breakfast for 25 years of my life. I didn't eat breakfast. It, it To me, it was wasted time, wasted calories. And, and for me personally, I enjoy getting ready. I enjoy like the full face of makeup, the hair done, all that. I enjoy clothes again, something I enjoy, leave me alone. Um, so I, I didn't take time for breakfast. You know, I would spend all my time getting ready and then I would go to work. Well, to, you know, hit a high protein diet to get all the nutrition in that you need for a productive day. You have to eat breakfast. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's what the professionals say. That's what I pay them to tell me. So that's what I'm doing. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I eat breakfast. And that was my goal for two weeks. I just paid this lady tons of money, in my opinion, tons. Totally worth it. But it's a lot of money. I just paid this lady tons of money for her to tell me for two weeks to eat breakfast. And I thought that was the craziest thing I've ever heard. But now that I'm so many months into this, it's building those possibilities. Like now that you eat breakfast, you know, you start your day full and you're not thinking about food. And when that, you know, 1130, 12 hits, you're not going to eat everything in the pantry. You're good. You can eat a decent lunch and still keep going throughout the day. And it's like everything is in reach. Everything. 
I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that you feel better and that your lease on life is totally different. And it was good before, but now it's like great. And I'm just so excited to see what happens with all this going on. Um, I'm pumped to see how well you feel. You said you didn't, what did I say at the beginning of this? You said, I don't look well, but you feel well and you look well. Everything is well. Yeah, and you're next, Care Bear. Okay, all right, sis, fine. Yeah, and that's, I'm going to go on one more tangent, and then I'm done. Okay. If you are in a position that you don't feel like you can do it, I'm not the expert. I'm not a self-help book. I'm not anything. But I am living proof that a little work goes a long ways. And I am proud to sit here and say, like, even, and this is going to get real serious real quick, but I have had three friends with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And I was one of, I used to have mental health issues. We all have mental health issues, but like, I was dark and dreary and just not myself. I was losing friends. It was dark. So I pulled myself out and I went and got help, um, nothing drastic is just you know chemical imbalance in your head it was the same thing I wasn't working out because I didn't feel good and so like I just got in this kind of tornado down spiral and got started working there I started I got some help I got my head right I mean not physically because that just happened two weeks ago but (laughs) um you know got things kind of going then and that's where this all kind of kick started And when I started seeing improvements in myself, so did everybody else. And then they were drawn to me again, because like, I do have a pretty charismatic personality, I would say. Um, And so my friends were coming back to me and like things were kind of working out. And then I, I started to recognize those people or friends that were struggling. And so like, it's a very hard conversation to sit there and say, Hey, I think you have problems. I can help you. That's a very weird conversation, but I've had it three times and I've even like helped schedule appointments and do all that for friends and their life has changed exponentially. Like one quitter job, got a new job. It's loving life, found the love of her life. Like life's working out. Um, another one is just like at peace with herself. You know, she's got her confidence back. Everything's good. And so like, The point of this tangent is if you need somewhere to start, ask somebody, ask me on our Instagram, ask your mom, ask your cousin, ask your dog. I don't care. But if, if you're struggling to get started and it's something deeper than like time or finances or whatever, like there's so many people out there that are in the same boat that like you might find somebody to help you paddle in the same direction. And so if you need that, I can be that for you. I can help you. Somebody else can help you, whatever it is. So like whatever your starting point is, even if it's making that first doctor's appointment or whatever it is, just do it. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Just seek it and do it. Make it a priority. Make it, make yourself a priority. I love this episode. I did too. It went like a, a different direction than I thought it was, but it's a better direction for sure. It's always the direction it's supposed to go. I get, we get done with these episodes and I drive home and I'm like, yeah, like I wouldn't change a thing. Maybe this, this is number four. 
of our small self help self care things that we do. Yeah, this is it. You're right. The podcast. It's like talking okay. with your bestie and then it like is. other people listen. And other people are like, hey, I feel that way too. Or hey, I need help with that. This is so good. Okay, well, we're back, gang. We're back. We're back. Yeah, I think um I think time off did us both good because we did all of our self-care. I'm recovering. You did your trips. We're back. We're getting back into the swing of things. But um, you're going to start doing some self-care things. I'm going to continue doing some self-care things. We are going to post on Instagram and ask our people what they do because they probably have some good ideas. I might want their ideas for myself. I agree. Okay. Well, sounds good. I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes. And then we've got some, some different things that are also related to this coming up in the future as far as next episodes. But this was a super good foundation, I think. Yeah. This, I mean, I talked a lot and it was mostly about me, but I, I enjoyed this. So this is also the most I've talked in like three weeks. So. Hey, you might be sore tomorrow, but we're all better because of it. Yes. Small improvements. Okay, well, we'll see you next week. I cannot wait. Me neither. Let's do it. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.